This is a podcast from the University of Manchester's Jodrell Bank Center for Astrophysics. For the full show and archives, visit jodcast.net. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Jodcast. Today, we are interviewing five of the six students who are currently in the University of Manchester here for the Dara Big Data Fellowship Program. They have been here for a month, and this week is their last week. And we are gathered here today to ask them a few questions about the Dara Big Data and the fellowship they are currently on. Say hello, guys. Hello. Um, I'm here with Jake. Hello. I'm a bit of a distance away from the mic, so bear with me. And I'm Naomi. And I would like them to introduce themselves, starting from the lady. Hello. My name is Miriam Yamai. I'm a PhD candidate at the University of Cape Town, South Africa. And I study radio transients, where I use radio telescope data to study the behavior of a long period of time, the emission. And I'm a Dara Big Data Policy Fellow. Hello, my name is Samson Mutunga from the University of Nairobi. I'm a PhD student in physics. My research work involves use of geospatial techniques that is like remote sensing and GIS. Uh, applying them on ensuring sustainable agriculture. Hello, my name is Emmanuel Francis Okran. I'm a PhD student at the University of Cape Town, South Africa. My work is focused on using radio data, complementing it with multi-wavelength information to understand the nature of faint radio sources. Hello, my name is Alexander Kiprono. From Kenya, I'm a researcher at Kenya Agricultural and Livestock Research Organization. I'm here for the Big Data and Policy Fellowship training. Hi, I'm I'm James, a PhD student in mathematics at the University of Stellenbosch, and I'm a 2018 Dara Big Data Policy Fellow. My for my research, I'm looking at using mathematics to understand how to optimize the vaccine supply chain during measles outbreaks. Thank you all very much. Um, so before we start asking them more questions, I would like to read a little bit about the Dara Big Data. Now, the Dara Big Data project is a flagship UK Newton Fund program in partnership with the South African Department of Science and Technology. The Dara Big Data provides bursaries for students from the partner countries of the African VLBI network. That is Botswana, Ghana, Kenya, Madagascar, Mauritius, Mozambique, Namibia, and Zambia. Now these students are, are provided bursaries to study for data intensive research degrees at universities in South Africa and the UK across the three Dara big data focus areas of astrophysics, health data, and sustainable agriculture. In addition to providing student bursaries, Dara Big Data also works in partnership with SKA South Africa, now incorporated into the South African Radio Astronomy Observatory on the broader Big Data Africa training program. Big Data Africa provides training workshops in machine learning, big data techniques, and data-intensive methodologies across the three Dara Big Data focus areas we've talked about earlier. 
These workshops and training courses take place in South Africa and other avian countries and are open to students from across the avian country network who are currently in the honors year of their undergraduate degree or who are already pursuing a master's or PhD level research degree in these countries. Now concerning the DARA Big Data Policy Fellowship, the mechanism of science communication for policy engagement differ from those used for public engagement. The DARA Big Data Policy Fellowship Program aims to cultivate expertise within the scientific community in order to develop the relationship and skills necessary to communicate the outcomes of research programs effectively to policymakers in order to facilitate and inform effective evidence-based policymaking. Now, I believe this is why you are all here. And so you've been here for a month. What kind of training have you been put through? Can you tell me a little bit about it? Who wants to start? Samson? Yeah. yeah. Over the period of one month that we have been around here, we have actually learned a lot. That is, as it pertains policy communication. We have been taught on how the context of science and technology in policy and how it has involved in the global setting. I've also been involved about the different tools of policy engagement that are that is that are available for us. We have also learned a lot of policy communication skills. Like we are now able to dissect our scientific research for policy impact and how to present the constituent components in a manageable way as well as to different audiences. Yeah. Any other feedback from guys about the training you've been on? Um, uh, to add to what my colleague said, I think uh, the DARA policy uh, training has really helped us a lot in the sense that it has, I personally, it has uh, allowed me to step out of, out of my comfort zone, which is the science that I do on a daily basis, and learn new things in terms of policy communication, how to communicate your ideas to politicians, how to influence their decision-making. And I think that has been an eye-opener and a very good experience. And uh, it's uh, something that I will carry along. So um, can you talk um, more about your research and how the big data is affecting the research you are currently in? Okay. I do research in veterinary science and uh, at times I handle complex data and information that I need to share with the farmers and other stakeholders. So this training is of use to me in packaging the material that I'll be able to share with the, with the relevant people. Okay. So, uh, being an astronomer, basically astronomy is data driven. And the data challenges that we have uh, means we need to look at alternative, uh, new ways of dealing with the data that we take uh, with our telescopes. For instance, uh, data storage, uh, new ways of uh, uh, computing, cloud computing. These are the kind of things that uh, I do. So do you find the... This particular training of policy making and communication um, important or valuable to scientists now 
in way of communicating their research to the public? Okay. Yeah. I mean, well, definitely because um, uh, science can be used as a a, a tool to drive uh, a nation's development. And coming be, uh, coming from Africa, I think uh, we don't really, at least I can say for my country, Ghana, we don't really invest that much in science education. So this training that we have, this uh, now place huge responsibility on some of us to be able to go share with other people and also enlighten our politicians to be able to invest in science education. Now, to add on that, uh, funding of science has been sluggish, let me say that, in African countries. And one of the reasons that we are gathering from this training is that the way we have been communicating our science. Because you find the way you speak out your science results matters a lot. If you these politicians, most of them are not scientists. So you have to present your research in a way that they understand the impact that it has on the citizens. That will get them into making like policies or even funding the project that you are doing. What other challenges are you currently facing in your countries pertaining to policymakers and funding and um, research that you have come across? Like, I know you, some of you have been in research for a while, and I know you have had results that you you had want to communicate in a particular way, or you have uh, gone out for funding that you have you have not received. Is this training going to help you communicate better? And how? Sam, you want to say something? Oh, yes. Some of the challenges that I might have faced is that uh, the time that you, you get to meet with these policymakers is very small. So what you say to them at that time should be tailor-made to, to make some some impact to them. So meeting these policymakers and these funders of science is quite difficult sometimes. And when you meet them, it's very brief. So that is, a, that is one of the challenges that you, we have faced. Now, how this training will help us is that we now know if, for example, you get in a lift and you are with a politician there, by the time we get to the floor that he's going, the kind of things that you can speak to him before he gets off that lift. That was a particular challenge that Dr. Rob Adam identified, actually, in his work with policy engagement. So that's in his interview, which will most likely go out alongside this one in some capacity. We'll have to decide how we could play that. Well, I personally, from my experience in Ghana, has found that getting politicians to agree to um, big data sciences like astronomy have always been difficult because they don't see the monetary impact. They don't see the economic impact that this science will have on a country in 10, 20 years' time. Is that the same in other countries? Or is, is Ghana the only place I'm seeing this? It is the same. It is the same with Kenya. Because like when you talk of something like astronomy, it's not something that you put money inside it and you get it tomorrow. And these politicians' lifespan is very short. They are there for like four years or five years and then they are kicked out. So... The better way that you have learned from this training is like you you kind of choose your champions very well, work with institutions, 
people will always remain there even when governments change. Yeah. So, well, to end this interview, I would like, I want all of you to say some parting words to our listeners about the Big Data, Dara Big Data Fellowship and why it's so relevant to researchers and scientists today. Um, okay, so scientists are usually stuck in their world where they sort of write um, scientific articles and publish them in journals and um, frame some and keep them in their shelves. But um, in this world, in these recent days where many papers are being pub- um, published per day, politicians don't have the time to go through um, our work to find out which ones have policy implications. So um, one way to sort of jump that header is to take our work beyond scientific article publication and produce um, policy briefings and blog articles, which we can share on social media and and look for champions to sort of push our ideas to the right authorities. And so the Dara Big Data Fellowship, uh, Policy Fellowship is a good starting point for early career um, scientists and PhD students to learn the art of doing that. And I would recommend that in the next call, people um, people apply. And also if there are funding agencies out there who are looking forward to fund this program, that they reach out to the organizers and, and make sure this happens again. Yes, as my colleague has said, the training is very important and I would recommend for other scientists so that they are able to uh, share the information from their research uh, to be able to influence the lives of the end users. Yeah, so um, I think science in general has become more statistical. I mean, we not really particularly in the field of astronomy. So it is data-driven, and uh, I think the DARA Big Data is a good uh, initiative, and it enables particularly Africans to get involved in this uh, cutting-edge research and also to build their careers from there. I would recommend the DARA Big Data for everyone. Yeah, so it was Bernie Faneroff when I interviewed him. He likes the phrase fourth industrial revolution to refer to this. I mean, not just with astronomy, but for all disciplines becoming more data-driven. And so it'll be you guys that are at the forefront of that. Okay. So uh, I think that a big data is, is a very good initiative. And one thing that I learned from this program when we were doing the training is that uh, like one of my colleagues said, is to identify your audience and to speak the immediate response to your research. Like for example, if you're doing, if you're in academia and you have something that can directly impact or immediately impact the society out there, then it's good. Then you can you can communicate that to your to the policy makers. And another thing that I would I would encourage the listeners and okay, Ali science researchers and PhD students and postdocs is to, I mean, to encourage women to apply for this program given that there are very few women. I mean, I'm the only one who attended the program for the first group. So I would encourage women out there to uh, join um, the training. Thank you. 
Okay, thank you all for joining us today and we wish you all the best in your future research and and in communicating your your findings to our policymakers so that Africa will will start changing. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And all the best. Thank you.